Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. June has been declared Gay Pride Month all over the country, even by uh, presidential executive orders. Um, most city governments uh, just go crazy during Pride Month. Most media. Uh, one of the first things in my uh, inbox this morning uh, for email was from one of our local TV stations saying, this is Pride Month. Here are all the activities. We can't wait to cover them and so forth. And uh, every year, they have the, the Gay Pride Parade. And our local TV stations cover it heavily, but never live. Never, 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 never live. Why? Well, if they covered it live, they could lose their broadcast license. No, it's true. I, I No, no, I'm not exaggerating. I think you go to almost any gay pride parade around America, and there will be such lewd, obscene things in the parade that a broadcast television station would not dare broadcast those things. So they never do it live. Never. Never, 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 never. They're afraid to. And do they even allude to those things? Of course not. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's wonderful. It's family. No, it's not family friendly at all. But anyway, before the break, I was talking to you about CDC statistics. And uh, just so you think I'm not cherry picking, uh, here is another whole section from the CDC. I've got the page in my hand. Uh, Down in the uh, lower right-hand corner, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, National Center for HIV, AIDS, uh, Viral Hepatitis, STD, and TB Prevention is this particular portion of the CDC website. Big, big headline across the top. HIV and gay and bisexual men. That's the headline from the CDC. Right under that big letters, 69% of the 36,801 new HIV diagnoses in the U.S. and dependent areas were among gay and bisexual men. Easily round that up, 70%. Um, And then the next page, gay and bisexual men who don't know they have HIV, uh, they need to get tested, etc., They are recommending that every gay and bisexual man in America get tested on a regular basis because it's very likely that they have HIV. Now, again, my point, this is a very unhealthy lifestyle. If you take away the moral, if you take away the biblical, if you just remove that, What about the health things? Um, Then the middle of the page, there are several challenges that place gay and bisexual men at higher risk for HIV. Again, not my words, CDC. Uh, Lack of awareness of HIV status. Increased risk of other STDs. And then it talks about 
the risks of other sexually transmitted diseases among gay, bisexual men. Uh, And then sexual behavior. Some factors put gay and bisexual men at higher risk. Higher than who? Uh, Heterosexual. So in other words, the sexual activity that is normal for homosexual and bisexual men make them at higher risk. And I'm not going to read those things because it goes into a description about the sexual activity of bisexual, homosexual men, and I'm not comfortable reading those things. But according to this CDC, the things that homosexual and bisexual men engage in make them more vulnerable to HIV and other STDs. Now, again, that's the CDC. It's not healthy. So why would we celebrate a lifestyle that is not healthy? Here's another report uh, from the NIH. Sexual orientation and mortality among U.S. men aged 17 and 59 years. Results from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. And then it goes, you know, all of the stuff, the abstract, blah, 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 blah. Let me go down just a little bit. Results. Compared with heterosexual men, MSM, that's men having sex with men, evidenced greater all-cause mortality. All-cause mortality. Mortality, not just HIV, sexually transmitted disease. Let me again, I'm quoting. Compared with heterosexual men, MSM evidence greater all-cause mortality. Approximately 13% of MSM died from HIV-related causes compared with 0.1%. of heterosexual men. Uh, Did you catch that? 0.1% of heterosexual men die from HIV-related causes. A full 13% of men who have sex with men, 13% die from HIV related causes. Conclusions. In the United States, the HIV epidemic continues to be the major contributing factor for premature death rates among MSM. Continuing to quote, men who have sex with men are a well-documented group at elevated risk for HIV infection. Indeed, estimates suggest that 9 to 27% of gay and bisexual men in MSM in the United States are currently living with HIV infection. And then I've got just enough time to get this study in. Headline, Does Homosexual Activity Shorten Life? Uh, it's got all these details, uh, reflected treatment. Uh, 
it's this study suggests a median age of death less than 50 years of age for MSM, men having sex with men. Two large random sexuality studies, one in the USA and the other in Britain, yielded results consistent with a median age of death for homosexuals of less than 50 years. Now, the median age of death for heterosexual is in the 70s. So there are numerous studies indicating that a male homosexual lifestyle will cut your life short by 20 years. The life expectancy of a homosexual or bisexual male is 20 years less than a heterosexual male. And my honest question, I'm not trying to be smart, and I'm certainly not trying to be judgmental. I'm trying to be honest and scientific and compassionate. Why would we celebrate something so unhealthy, so dangerous? Why, why would we do that? And why is it hate when you point this out? And again, is it hate when we point out the risks of other nutritional things? Overeating, bad for your health. Smoking, bad for your health. And so we don't celebrate things that are unhealthy. We don't kill people for it, but we don't celebrate unhealthy lifestyles except the gay lifestyle. There's nothing compassionate about that. There there is nothing compassionate about it. In fact, it's the opposite of compassion. Um, Thoughts? Give me a call, 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll be back. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. And we're going to change gears and head in a different direction here for the next few minutes. And uh, just a program note, at the top of the hour, we're going to change direction completely. And I just... uh, Here's one one of the many things I love about the Bible, God's Word. Uh, Now, you folks in Tampa, you probably know almost nothing about me. My listeners here in Ohio know quite a bit. Uh, but you don't, none of you really know me. Uh, but I have been 
studying the Bible for, um, I've been studying the Bible for over 60 years. Uh, I have been actively preaching for about 55 years. Um, But here's the wonderful thing. I continue to find new things that just excite me. Found something this morning in Hebrews chapter 11. It was one of those things that I knew, but I didn't know. I mean, I knew, but it had never really hit me. I had read it, but it never gripped me like it did today. And I, I just, I want to share that. We'll, we'll have a little, kind of a mini Bible study at the uh, top of the hour from uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, the great hall of faith in uh, Hebrews eleven. Uh, again, changing gears completely from Pride Month, and I, and I hope. I hope I made an intelligent case for why this whole thing of Pride Month is so counterproductive to those who celebrate it. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, So much right now about gun control, particularly with the horrible tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, those Innocent little children. I saw an article this morning that just ripped my heart apart again. And so um, many are saying it's guns are the problem. Guns are the problem. Common sense tells you that guns are not the problem. If you go back 30 years ago, guns were much more accessible than they are today. Much, 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 much more accessible than they are today. Um, just so many reasons why any reasonable person would understand guns are not the problem, is the people who have the guns. And we have a ultimately a spiritual problem, and we have a mental health problem here in America. But uh, you will hear over and over again, it's uh, if we could just have stricter gun laws, President Biden says, isn't it time? We've got to have stricter gun laws. Well, head to Chicago. Uh, I'm not sure that this is true, but I think it is. I don't believe there is any city in America that has more stringent gun laws than Chicago. If more stringent gun laws are the answer then Chicago, Illinois, should be paradise. Headline, 52 people shot in Chicago over the Memorial Day weekend. 52 people shot. Of those 52, 10 died. Fortunately, 42 did not. We can be thankful for that. But 52 people shot in Chicago just over the Memorial Day weekend, and at least two of them could be classified as mass shootings in Chicago. So far this year, 
220 people have been shot to death in Chicago. This is June 1st. 220 people have been shot to death in Chicago. Again, common sense. If more stringent gun laws were the answer, look to the places in America that have the most stringent gun laws and see if they work. And the answer is no. And in light of that, California, my home state, born and raised in California, but they are nuts out there. After the shooting in Texas, the California Senate, three days after the shooting in Texas, the California Senate passed a bill that ends mandatory reporting of students who threaten violence against the school to law enforcement. Until last Thursday, in the state of California, if a teacher, a principal, a staff member found out that a student was threatening violence against the school, the school officials were mandated to report it to local police enforcement local law enforcement. That's now gone. What? Yeah. The uh, sponsors were the ACLU, the Alliance for Boys and Men of Color, Black Organizing Project, Black Parallel School Board, and several other minority organizations. Why in the world? Would they do away with the requirement to report credible threats to schools? Ah, well, California insanity and the liberal left. 